We thank you. Our hearts desire to receive all that you have for us. And Lord, we just declare and claim that this is this is a harvest receiving time. And so, Lord, we collect our mind, we collect our thoughts, we collect every prayer prayed, everything that we believe for you to do from salvation for loved ones we we just receive that harvest in tonight we receive it in, in a mighty way i thank you jesus that, that there's a, there's the appearance of nothing happening but but nothing could be further from the truth that lord you are right in the midst of doing eternal things so what we can't see it, it's 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 eternal and I thank you, Jesus, as you begin to show up in a major way. I thank you, Lord God, as you're, you're ministering in and you're changing the rules of things and you're, you're, you're changing it, not in a way that where you're being defiant, but where you're saying, when I show up, I, I know the rules may have said because you didn't have this education or this background or these things didn't go this way, this is supposed to fail. But God is showing up. To, to break rules and laws that have hindered us and Lord I just thank you in the name of Jesus we receive that we receive the healing from it we receive the restoration from it we receive the peace of God and Father I thank you Lord as you refreshing our faith and refreshing our, our, our belief and Lord just causing us to have just that outlook that my God is going to do this my God is doing this in me right now I believe I have faith I believe that God is able and his name is I am and and I receive it Jesus not that you were not that you used to be I am and Lord I just thank you that those just us here just receive the I am the the presence of God that say God uh, I need you to change the rules in my mind because of what happened to me the rule says I should be mentally and emotionally damaged 
but in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for showing up and changing the rules and causing me to be sound in my mind and healed in my mind from the top of my head to the soles of my feet that, Lord God, there's healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to stay in this place in my mind. I don't have to stay gathered in this thought life, but I can turn it over to you, Jesus, and you will have your way with us. And I praise you for it. I praise you for breaking the rules. Praise you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I thank you financially as you begin to break through, Lord God, and, and just cause that what we are receiving or what people are receiving in our life, that, Lord, that you're going to increase it, that you're going to bless it, you're going to break it and cause it to be more than what it is uh, accounted to do. But because of who you are, you are going to make it greater. And we give you praise for it. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you guys may be seated. There I am. I, <laughs> I was like, am I just loud or is this uh, out there a good? Uh, refreshing faith is where, where I want us to make sure we refresh and replenish and restore our faith. Uh, and it's living abundant in Christ. Uh, and that's just the beginnings of, of God and his increase and the richness of his mercy and his grace. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 9 through 12, who says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from, from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precepts must be upon precepts, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to, his, to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye, ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Father, I just pray, I thank you, Lord God, and just a, a, an, ad, an attitude of, of, of recovering and, and restoration just begin to sweep through and take over that, Lord God, there's going to just going to be a rejoicing in our heart for our salvation. We thank you, Lord God, for just blessing this evening and blessing this night, Lord, that you take hold of the word through us and cause us to grow in a major way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, it was cool dodging traffic of people in the neighborhood um, going and, and, and walking. I thought, man, that is, uh, it's, it's, like a, uh, it's like a big family event. Like you see so many families that are walking together. I thought, huh, that's cool. Um, and I think what God would, would, would want for us is that whole part of us and that part just, that's what I saw tonight. Bible now refreshing <laughs> refreshing like that you just felt like you need to be refreshed in the word so you could be fresher with your faith you know what I mean like it's like uh it's almost like I've gotten 
dull and my faith and, and God said, no, don't, don't ever do that. Let that refresh you. Well, the thing that does the, what refreshes us is the word of God. It refreshes us. That's, that's why it's such a fight to get into the Bible. Such a fight to get in there and just read, just to study and just to break down a scripture. You, you take a word and you break it down. You take down, take anger or bitterness or, or uh, anxiety, whatever it is, take that word and break it down in word. And it just said precept upon precept, line upon line. Every, that means every piece of the word is valuable and it is usable. So God's word, when received and lived, will bring forth a refreshing of faith that will rejuvenate our purpose. And it is that part that that's the purpose of, of rejuvenating. Uh, I, we would talk about when uh, Pastor Rita and I were, were just uh, dating and, and it was everything was about, hey, you know, we, we, we love each other. But, but it's got to be about Jesus. It's got to be about God. It's got to be about some things. And, and at the time, she was having some massive family issues where her family just, they, you know, Rita did not come from a, a well-to-do family. Her family was very poor. She didn't have running water till she was nine. And it was just she was taking care of everybody. She was doing everything. And, and you know, we were just believing God and praying and trusting God for everything. Well, the, the thing that what God was showing me through that time was make sure you keep your faith fresh and alive for the both of you. You know, she's a new Christian and all of these things are there. Show her how to be received and show her how y'all are going to be able to walk through things together. This is before we even got married. So we were even able to pray over her family and pray over uh, the loved ones in her household and, and different things like that. And is that that began to take over some things because as she had everybody there living with her casting out devils her demonic family members she was it was like she'd go to church and then come home and have church uh and her faith was just growing and growing and even though the battles were big her faith was getting bigger you know it's, it's that trusting where god says line upon line i brought you together and every line that she goes through you got the ability to go through with her and every line you go through she has the ability to go through with you in faith you know, make sure you, you stick with, with what I've called you to do. So each line in the Bible is filled with, with, with life. Every line is filled with life. And this verse is not in your notes, but write it down. John 6, 63, it says, my words are spirit and they are life. In other words, they're not just heard, they are alive. And that's where the word shows up living uh, amongst your situation. God put put it there for us to use with authority. We should never shy away from speaking the word because uh, a lot of people are down or depressed because there's a word they need to hear. In other words, God gave it to you so that they could be lifted up and encouraged. He gave you that one simple word. And, and the intimidating things, and, and even happens, um, you know, it's, it's uh, gosh, I'll just use us because Pastor Rita and I are married to each other. It can be intimidating if she comes to me to tell me something about scripture. It can be. If I'm like, no, I got it. But it can be if we don't know how to receive each other. You know, it's not that. It can be intimidating if I go, you know, you decorating this in, in the authority of what? You know, it could come across as unappreciated. 
when God says line up online, learn how to celebrate the gift I've given that person, but don't be afraid to speak toward it because I may be showing them something through you. And so you have to be willing to speak at whatever it is. You may have loved ones in your life that are that are professionals in their jobs. But if they're not listening a specific way, you may need to be the one God uses to say, hey, look, this could be done this way. Maybe you should think about it this way. So, so don't shy away from that. God is going to use you to speak up and, and be bold about what you're saying because you prayed and you say, this is what God told me to say. Now, if they don't receive it, that's fine because he said they won't be refreshed because they will not hear. That's not on you. That's on them. You just make sure you say it. Got it? you got to be able to say that. Uh, even in this recent situation where uh, Pastor Reed's trying to talk to me about these people and they, they got this whole thing, this whole financial mess that I was just talking about, all messed up. And I'm talking to them and she's like, I know you, you need to not talk to them right now. You need to back away. You need to listen for a while because my body wasn't feeling well. I just gave all of this effort to these people. I'm not feeling good. I got to get back on a flight. I'm sneezing. I'm sounding. And now they want to go this. No, she goes, you're not able to say something that does not create conflict. And, and the other part of it is you're intimidating because once the words get going, you may be short on the other side of the phone, but your words make you seem like a violent giant if you use them wrong. Okay, these are my words. <laughs> and she was just speaking to him, and I said, okay, you're right. She has to have to know that when God speaks to her, she has to say it. Whether I'm going to get mad, whether I'm going to get upset. And I did, went ahead and get off the phone with her and praised her. I love you. Tongue go now. And, and I just went, went shopping at the mall and recovered from there. But as she spoke and I thought about it and let it meditate on it, she was right. Uh, it was a correct time in the, to stop the snowball effect. So for you, <clears throat> your boldness, and sometimes has to be to yourself, is that God is still with me. God is still working through me. And so God is going to still bless me. I have to keep speaking the line up on line, precept upon precept. He's going to show up. So uh, don't shy away. God is simply saying that he has provided the message, but people are dried out in their faith because they refuse to hear it. So Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. But if I refuse to hear it, I can't have faith because my inability to hear. Now, sometimes I don't hear well, but I still hear, right? There's some people hard of hearing. I, I, I want to believe that statement came from hard-headed hearing but i don't know that for sure but you know what they say they hard of hearing hard-headed there's some people got good ears but they hard-headed and they hear it now i know i know and sometimes you have to just shout and there's times where there's things that are being spoken to us and and it's just like i'm not we'll say it. i'm not trying to hear that okay and he'll say faith can't come to you the thing you need can't come to you because you are not hearing and faith comes by hearing 
hearing by the word of God, hearing by the word of, of God through other saints and other believers. Uh, that's This is why kids can, uh, if you look at a baby who can't talk, but the baby's smiling, what, what do we always believe the baby was seeing? When you thought your, when your baby was just, you thought just seeing angels. Everyone says that. That's the one go-to. They're seeing angels, right? Like, oh, I wonder what they're seeing. Probably like, I'm glad everybody else is wiping my behind and taking care of me. That's probably what they're seeing. This is my thought. But they, we have that interpretation of they're probably seeing something good. We never thought they were seeing something bad. Because even when they would do that, when they cry, what did you say they were seeing? You never said that. No one ever said the baby is mad. They must be seeing the devil, do we? We never do that, right? We just, if they're happy, I bet they're looking at angels. When that sucker's crying in the middle of the night, get out of here, Satan. You know, we don't do that. We keep it good. Line upon line, precept upon precept, a little there, a little there till you get the full understanding. In other words, once you hear it, go get it and get the full understanding. We've heard about our own personal anger, but if we've never gone to go get it, we've never understood it. That's why we can't get rid of it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The more we hear of what God is saying, the more we will be refreshed in what he said. So if I can hear what you're saying, I can be refreshed in what you've said. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 through 21. Wasn't that a song, Steph? Um, Maybe at camp that they, in a song, uh, either one of you, about times of refreshing. Yeah, there was a song. Okay, I thought so. But when I was trying to, see, you you singing out. Yeah, that's good stuff. Stop, stuff. Because um, when I was singing, it sounded like this. And even if I didn't sound like this, I thought that couldn't be a song. Right? Because my voice was, last night I was trying, and I go, no, that's not a song. That's not musical at all. Right? Because of my current circumstance, I wanted to believe that song never existed. A lot of people, because of their current circumstance, believe their faith doesn't exist. Because things don't sound right or don't come out right, but they, you have to know that your faith is still alive and still believing. So Acts in 3.19 says, repent then and turn back so that your sins may be wiped away. I love when sins are wiped away. Right? The times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus, uh, the Christ, who has been appointed for you. Heaven must take him in until the time comes for the restoration of all things, which God announced long ago through his holy prophets. Uh, the statement, times of refreshing, that statement, when you see the statement, times of refreshing literally means a fitting season for recovery. We need recovery. If you've got someone who's addicted to something, I need a time of, of refreshing. It's the, uh, in, 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 the, in the stories of, of, of folks who have alcohol, alcoholism. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> alcoholism and drug addiction, they, the refreshing, or even if it's uh, addicted to trying to please people, uh, there has to be a washing from the old. Uh, there has to be a, a John 15 and 3. You've already, be clean, you've already been clean through the washing of the water of the word. So there, there has to be this refreshing so that they can recover, right? Recover from what the addiction tried to steal. 
most folks, when they're addicted to people, have to step back and become recovered so they can know who they are so that they can be free from them. If, if you try to put freedom on something unrecovered, that, that, that uh, prison imprisonment is going to surface again. So you got to get them to talk about recovery. Recovery, have a time, be refreshed, now recover. That's exactly what's happening. You're, you're refreshed, you've recovered, and now the refreshing can come. And that's, what's, that's where God is saying, that's how we deal with folks, and that's how we deal with people. That's how addictions work. If you leave the, addic the addiction in there, it's going to come back. It is just going to show up another way. And that's why you have people in the 12-step program say you'll always be a drunk. That's because they leave the addiction in there. But Jesus said, I've come to recover you, right? I come to recover you so that you can be refreshed from it, right? And be free from it. Said that they were telling me when we were going to speak that kids from the age of the fifth grade to, uh, gosh, Gosh, I want to say to ninth or tenth. One of them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Y'all weren't there anyway. Uh, the, the pornography is one of the biggest things that they're getting caught. Pornography and vaping. Fifth graders, are, are, they're vaping in class. The, uh, and check out the marketing of it. They've made hoodies where you can vape from the hoodie string. So it's marketing two kids. Right. And, and it's not there's always so we, we have to have a mindset of we're going to go in and say, no, we're going to recover and we're going to refresh. And that was one of the things the lady uh, at the, the one school, she was like, you, you, that, that that makes so much sense. What you just showed to them that that they can they can come back and they can be delivered from it. But we have to talk about God stepping them in and recovering them so that they can see the refreshing. Otherwise, they're going to be running with like chains on their legs trying to get to a destination and it's going to be harder than what it should be. There's that, that's that part of, of God's freedom there. God did more than recover us from the past. He also refreshed us into the future or into his eternal life. So I'm not just recovered from the past. I'm refreshed into the future or I'm refreshed into eternity uh, it is the presence of the Lord that we are rep refreshed. It's in his presence. So, right? Uh, and there's another verse that's not in there. And, and maybe because uh, I wasn't quite spiritual last night. Psalm 1611. <laughs> in his presence is the fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. Right? John 1611. So, you can put that in there. So, you wrote the verse and, and scriptures are still coming to me. So, Jesus shows up in, in this amazing way in, in Isaiah uh, chapter 61 and verse 1. And, and I'm going to tell you this. Do little things. And I can say the little things. Uh, one of the little boys in, in Kansas yesterday. He says, Mr. Tory, I met you when I was a freshman. He's a senior. He says, man, I, I just want to just say thank you. You've been, you've, we became friends on Facebook, and you tell me happy birthday every year. And I thought, you know, and, and here's, let me, can I be honest? Like y'all were all, let me tell you how that works. I just get up every morning and find out whose birthday it is, click on it, and just put happy birthday. That's it. It ain't nothing special to it. It's something God has said, and, and you with, with the 3,000 and some odd friends, and, and I will, I'll go and confess, I've cut 1,000 out every now and then. I'll just bye-bye to 1,000 of them, and that way. But it meant so much to him that 
I remembered his, I don't remember his birthday, but I do write it when it comes up, right? So, so in other words, for me, and I was about to go into, I really don't remember your birthday. This is just what happens. And God says, shut up because you're about to ruin something. That means something to his life. And, and there may not be anyone else that reminds him that he's here for a reason. Right? So, again, the little word that God tells you to say, say it. Right? Uh, Psalm 60, I mean, Isaiah 61 and 1, the spirit of the Lord God is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release from darkness to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and, and the day our God's vengeance, day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all with who mourn, to provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise in place of a spirit of despair. So they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, and he may be glorified. Uh, you know, God reminded me of something we um, I got to do in these times of, of speaking. We were at Jensen Franklin's Forward Conference. Gosh, I want to say it was 2015. Do you remember the time when he did the, the talked about the redwood trees? Okay, so God says, that's what we're going to do last week was we're going to do the railroad trees. You're going to call a kid no matter what age group, and you're going to call them out. And it was a struggle because when you got, if you got third and fourth graders, they can't hold me up. So, and he was talking about when he walked through those trees, y'all know redwood trees can grow up to be about 350 feet tall, wide, and, but they only grow about 33 feet deep or 30, it's not, they don't grow as deep as they do tall. But it was like, how do they stay up? Because they, they, are, they grow together. They're connected, right? And he talked about how they walked. And I tell this story like I was there, right? This is so. And you could see, the, the, and elementary kids are like. And I said, there was a tree that they saw that looked like it was dying, but it couldn't fall because it was connected to the living trees. It is at that point, God says, now say, this is crazy because you should see, and I, you think I sweat now? When, when God has to speak to me in those times, it's like sweat is popping out of my head. He says, this time, you get these kids up there and hold and say, find someone who's more alive in school than you are and connect to them. And when you're falling, they're going to hold you up. And it says, he said that those trees hold that tree that's dying up until their nutrients Get into that tree and it's completely restored. Find good people that has the good nutrients. So I'm up there and I act like I start falling. It is the it is the strength. And I was, I was all I think of if people at my church saw this, they either do two things. You're gonna do two things. You're gonna duck your head and you're gonna laugh. Because this man has lost his mind. The little kids take it, the elements take it serious, especially if it's a little girl. She's got my arm, and she's like, you ain't going, you ain't falling. You, I got to. I got something good to give you. Like, it's, it's one little girl. I can't say her name because it's like a, a bunch of syllables. But, but, but they're holding up, and they're finding out. And, and that's what the counselor said. Oh, man, thank you for telling my kids to seek out the good. Seek out the good. And, and, I, and, I, and I go back to this verse because it says, I'm anointed to preach the good news. 
anointed. I'm, I'm refreshed in that. I'm refreshed in that. And you know what? No matter how, like my, at this point, my, my shirt, because I do it at the end, my shirt's sticking to me. It's, it's gross. I'm disgusting. But what I found out, they're as sticky as I am. And we're holding each other up. I said, don't let Mr. Tory fall. I got you. Get some of my juice. Hurry, because you're heavy. God is all about the living. His death was so violent. And his resurrection was with even greater power to position us for abundant life. Right? John 10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have more abundantly. I got this violent death, you know, but I even got an even greater powerful resurrection. There's this power, there's this this thing. So so we want to make sure that we pull it in in God's direction. Whatever we do, pull it in the direction of God. God, I'm, I'm I'm here and I need your recovery. I need you to break some rules in my situation. Okay, I'm, I'm, gosh, I gotta not. Then... He planted himself in God. That, that's wrong. That's wrong. Jesus came for a purpose and lived it to the fullest. Then planted himself in God's will so that we could have a full life. Uh, Jesus brought us to the position of a healed heart. Amen. If your heart and it has HIV, so to speak. HIV means that you catch every disease. You, like, remember how folks used to be afraid of HIV people? They go, oh, they got HIV. They are more at risk than we are because they're the ones that has no immune system. They're, they're the ones that's in danger, not us. You remember that? People are like, oh, my gosh, I got HIV. Get away from me. They are the ones that are at risk. And a lot of times what happens with people when their heart has HIV, and this was just me I'm making a metaphor, and if you're with the right crowd, this can break some people in half. Your heart catches every opinion about you, catches every criticism, and you just become diseased with it. And you have to get to a point to where your spiritual immune system gets restored. I'm convinced that this little episode with my voice and body happened because I went three days without getting my blueberry intake. Blueberries. Because they're, <laughs> they're antioxidants. That's such a professional laugh. You just did that. <laughs> um, and I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced that it happened because I didn't take in my normal uh, three pounds of blueberries a week. This is one of the fruits I'm not allergic to. Man, when I find something I like, I can do it every day. Every day. I don't change. No change. Blueberries, mangoes, peanut butter, uh, sunflower butter, because peanut butter will make me have breathing issues. And I'll do it every day because I know it works. I'll come to the word and I want to do it every day because I don't want to catch anything in my heart. I don't want my heart immune system to get low. And then like, oh, remind you ever remember sitting around thinking about something and get hurt all over again thinking about it? I was thinking about it at the school when when uh, that, that little boy got mad and he and Jyra were playing and he sucker punched Jyra in the eye. And I was thinking, I should have went up there and beat up everybody in the school, preacher or not. I should have whipped the coaches, the teachers, the counselors, the principal. You know, I should have just went up. And, 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 and God says, you're thinking about something that that 
kid, when, when Jaira forgave that kid and his father and that kid needed to know that somebody, and, and the kid immediately apologized. He just lost his temper and just swung and immediately apologized. But I said, I should have, this is my son, I should have beat up everybody. She just bitch to ran my car into the gym, just. And if you sit around and you get re-hurt again, that means that your immune system is down. So God, restore my spiritual immune system. I cannot get sick like this again, right? Because when you're sick, you don't believe that your body ever can get better. You just, some reason you believe, I, do, I, do I even know what feel good feels like? Right? And, and so we, we want to make sure that we're not there. Okay, I got way too far into that, that stuff. So, so really, this is the only thing I really wanted to talk about. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 4 through 9. It's the, for, uh, this is about this man that was sick, and he was stuck at this gate at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. He was sick for 38 years. I, I'm thinking you forget how to walk after 38 years, Right? You forget. You forget some stuff, right? So, so for an angel, this is, this is how it went down. The angel went down at a certain season into the pool and, and troubled the waters. Who, whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now, it doesn't say the angel said that. So it could be that they just made that rule up on their own. And that may have been the first thing that happened that the first person touched the water and everybody else jumped in, they came back out sick and that first person came back out well. So they had this rule. If you get in there first, you stay. He's been there for 38 years. And think about how the world works. It's not an, it's not an even thing. There's no equality there. And since, since he's been here 38 years, let's put him in first. Now, outside of God, people don't know how to put other people first. Gotta realize that, right? Verse 5 says, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lie and, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case. Why don't the Bible just, and I like King James, but they just, they could arrange them words better than that. When he, when he saw him laying there, I knew he'd been there for a while. You know, could have, but no, they got to go. When they saw him a now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, right, when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath, okay? So, so Jesus, take up your bed and walk. You've been laying here for 38 years. Probably walking didn't look right. Have y'all you, you watched National Geographic when those little animals come out and then they have to start trying to walk? That don't look normal. But, but, but can you imagine if he goes, God, the healing didn't take. I'm going to lay back down because I'm not walking like everybody else is right? It, it, your healing took. Whatever you believe God for, it took. And it may not be walking like everybody else, but stay on it because you will soon straighten up, right? The whole thing was, I don't have a man to put me in. I don't have anyone by my side. I don't have anyone to help me. Jesus said, let me change the rules. And this is what y'all heard me praying at the beginning. Jesus changed the rules. Instead of you getting in first, just call on me first. 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Instead of getting in all those other places, just call on me and I'll get you there. Right? Just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you there. And I know the, I know the water stirred. And if you could get in there first, but nobody's going to put you in there first, but I'm always going to put you first because I'm Jesus. And the first should be last and the last should be first. I'm always going to put you first. But if you will seek me first, you will always be first. It doesn't matter. But you have to get to me, and so I can be the one to push you. So Jesus shows us in healing that we do not solve the world's problems with the means they were created. So he was sick here. He's trying to solve his sickness with his sickness by the fact that I can't get in there because I'm sick. And because I'm sick, I need to get in there. But because I'm sick, my sick won't let me get my sick out of me. Now, King James, deal with that. So many of us tend to ignore the supernatural structures of faith, trying to fix things according to the worldly law. Margarita's keys. We were looking for her keys one Wednesday night. Had to be in that car somewhere. And every time somebody said, pray, I wanted to become an atheist. I was like, don't tell me to pray again. We, we know we just look they got to be here somewhere she drove it here have you prayed i i was like esther from san francisco take me now jesus just take me. and god said you're you're dismissing the spiritual structure and you're trying to solve a problem that i can show you and the keys were in your car the whole time in the headrest She not she know not where how that happened. You did it, right? But that night she didn't know. So we were we were going through the church. We checked back there in the sound, and I would check the sound, and then I'd see somebody else checking the sound, which made me angry because I just checked it. And I was like, stop checking stuff. I checked. God says, you know, help it all. Why don't you just go home? I can't leave God. I gotta be here. She can't find her keys. And she was satisfied with, oh, I got another set of keys. I'm just going to go home. <laughs> Where are them keys? Next morning, worst prayer time ever because I prayed at speed prayer because I was going to find them keys when I went back in there. And God says, you're trying to do something that requires me. And just because it was lost in a physical realm, I've got a spiritual answer. That can help you find it. All right? Months later, we find out it was just being Margarita. Guess where, guess where the first thing, if Margarita ever loses her keys again, this is the first place I'm going. Headrest. And I don't know how that even works. I was, I've been reliving it. I've been reliving it. I love you so much, Margarita. I've been reliving it and trying to figure out what happened. Margarita, Margarita doesn't even care. It's like, it's over, dude. It's over. Just why are you still there? Uh, and, and again, it's, it's back to refreshing faith. She had been refreshed. God has already provided me with another set. Let's move on. Let's move on. And he's already provided us with another set. So he's saying, that, Mister, I know you can't get in the pool early, but if you get to me first, you're good. 
I mean, I know you can't get to the food first, but if you get to me early, you're good. So many of us ignore supernatural structures of faith, trying to fix things according to the worldly law. Jesus could have just positioned the man closer to the water. Why didn't Jesus just follow the rules of the, the stirred water? Why didn't he just put him closer? He's Jesus. He could have hovered him over the water. And when they trouble, he could because he connected with the angel. When you coming? What day? What time? So I'm going to have him right here. He got the connection. He's got, he's got him on speed dial. Then Jesus could have done that. He goes, no, because if I move you, they're going to think it's the water doing it. They need to know it's me that healed you. I'm not going to get in their rules because if I just put you closer to it, that's their rules. I'm going to put you in me. I'm going to put me in you and you're going to be healed. I don't have to get you closer to the water. I am the water. So he didn't position him closer to the pool, but instead he changed the rules, healed his troubled body without the use of troubling waters. We don't need the majority because God has given us the advantage. Amen. He's given us the advantage. He's healed you and restored your heart, restored your mind, restored your soul. Amen? I want you guys to bow your heads. We're going to pray. And we're going to refresh you. And then you're going to go out there and get as much candy as anybody out there ever. I'm talking the good bars, the Mr. Good Bars, the Baby Ruth, Uncle Esther. Bow your heads, let's pray. Somebody needs to be spiritual here. Father, we just pray and thank you, Lord, for a blessed day. Thank you for the anointing of God upon our lives to do your will. And Lord, you're worthy to be praised. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for times of refreshing, Lord, that we stop and we recover so that we can move forward new. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, for, for stepping back and causing us to be recovered. And we thank you. We receive line upon line, precept upon precept. I'm not afraid to use the word, not afraid to speak the word. Father, I thank you, Lord, that I'm going to speak refreshing. I pray for all of us here with kids, that Lord, that we speak that word of refreshing into their lives, for their school, for academics, and for their behavior, and, and just in general, just our love for one another, that we're not losing them when we speak the truth. And not, not only that, we're gaining them more and more. And I just thank you, Father God, as we bless them. And, and Lord, you have turned and said, I'm going to be a blessing to you. Thank you for refreshed hearts tonight, Lord Jesus. That those hurts are gone and forever, Jesus. And forever, I pray that. And we even be able to experience when we go back and, and even think about those things again, that it will not be a fresh hurt. It'll be a fresh restoration. That, Lord God, I'm free and I'm not going to doubt my future because of my past. And I'm not going to doubt my presence because of what happened. I'm going to enter into your rest because you've changed the rules of how my heart works. And you don't just position me just to be away from people. You've positioned me to be healed from brokenness. And, Lord, I thank you for that. I praise you for it, Lord Jesus, that I'm set free. And who the Son is set free is free indeed. There's no, no fire can burn me. No battle can turn me. And no mountain can stop me. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I was waiting for the world's way. But Lord, I thank you that you have a better way. You have a way, Lord, that is greater and lasts forever. 
And Father, we just thank you that we receive it and we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.